What a feed! Try to get stick on stick, limit those assisting plays. Passes off, there's the cut, and a goal! Absolutely mind-blowing. Terrific save, she takes it and scores! They don't make excuses, they keep believing. The woman up, they get the extra possession out of the false start. And there it is, a flamethrower from the stick. They turn good defense into a goal on the other end. Hey, guys. Hello, and welcome back to the big one-year anniversary. I... I never know what she's going to do, and every time she surprises me. Um, welcome back to Chicks with Sticks. It's been one freaking year. I'm Ashley. I am Delaney. And we are the Chicks with the Sticks, if you haven't figured that out by now, folks. And let me just say, when we started this podcast in Delaney's room, 64 Mallory, <laughs> it was um, one washed up athlete and one current athlete and now ladies and gentlemen we have two washed up chicks with six it's official it's been one year and that's our big announcement that <laughs> that's is- what we've been teasing <laughs> that's what that's been the whole thing the whole thing the whole thing just um, kidding we actually have so many big things i know um Number one, if you're listening to this episode, I'm sure you probably clicked on it and you would know that we have new episode art. I know. This has been in the works since I think March and we've been just like testing things out and deciding what we like best because we wanted something that surprise, surprise, surprise can also go on merch, which should also be dropping with this episode because you guys can find the link in our link tree. We will probably be posting it on our story and be posting some pictures of the merch that you can buy to support the pod. Um, and that new logo will be on the merch. We are so excited that you guys can now be walking around repping the pod. Yes, we are so excited. We use this a company called bonfire.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're still, we're still, you know, messing with it. We still, you know, only have a limited number of things on it, but Delaney set it up. It's perfect. It's amazing. It's beautiful for our first our first uh, go at apparel and I think it's great and I hope that you guys like it as much as we do. I know I am super excited. We obviously put a lot of time and effort into this podcast and it's just exciting because like we will finally get to wear something that reps us. Our listeners will get to wear something that reps us and um, we obviously want to put the money back into the podcast. So I think we're going to talk about some ways that some like giveaways that we could possibly do um, with some of the money that we make and um, maybe some like lacrosse teams that we can donate to. I'm really excited. Basically, there's just like a lot of opportunities that can come from this. And it's all about growing the podcast, growing the game. And we hope that you guys like the merch. And if you have suggestions for more, please feel free to hit us up. Yes, we're super, super excited um couldn't have done this without the listeners that we have Mm -hmm. um our friends and family always supporting us our interviewees that we have had um every person who has gone into making this podcast work um and we appreciate you guys being patient with us not being perfect not always posting on the right day etc um we're trying to switch things up to make it a little bit more user-friendly for us and you guys 
Um, and so, yeah, we're just really thankful and really excited. And I, not that I didn't think we'd make it this far, but I really just, um, I could, it wasn't, it was like a blurred future. It wasn't, it was, un, it was unsure. I was wavering on what was going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, of course, <laughs> the day Ash and I like really planned all of this, we had a lot of big dreams, a lot of big dreams. I was like, Barstool is going to sponsor us. Um, it's still possible. Okay. Anything is possible. Um, but you know, uh, Dave, if you're listening, Dave, just saying, um, don't really think you have a, uh, girlies lax. Um, I almost just said playlist podcast yet. So, you know, hit my line or my Instagram DMS as the kids say now, but yeah, I, I also want to thank a lot of people um, specifically. I think both of our parents have been super supportive. I mean, they're our parents and they love us, but they don't have to they listen. Have to. Oh, well, they have oh. to support us, but they don't have to listen. Well, they, they do. They do. My mom, like, like, when I post things, I, like, walk down, like, it'll post at 8 o'clock in the morning and I, like, walk downstairs or whatever. It should be like, that episode was so good. Literally, I am like, dang. Sometimes we joke, like, obviously life happens. So Ash and I will joke and be like, well, no one's knocking on our door being like, where's the episode this week? But our mothers are, I mean, I'm sure that they both get notifications on their phone. So it's super cute. I, we're both super thankful. And um, we also would like to thank our friends that have been listening. Um, and also like you had said before, our interviewees, special shout out to Alex Escalzo, Luke Palladino, uh, Sarah Burkharth, Haley O'Hanlon, Scott Lewis, and last but not least, Zach LaDuke, as they have been in previous episodes. And we are super thankful that they were able to come on and share their stories and share the pod and that they listen to the podcast and continually support us. I think it's fantastic. And everyone else in our lives that has listened and continues to listen and enjoys having us talk in their ears for about an hour or so every other week. Um, We just wanted to say a big special thank you. Because, you know, like Ash said before, it was a blurred future. So many people have podcasts and then they just die out. But I think we are very, we are two very determined young women. And, you know, I'm not surprised at all. But yeah, like I said, sometimes podcasts, they they don't get past the editing stage and they don't continue on for this long. And so also thank you to my co-host. I mean, I guess we're going to get a little sentimental for your patience in my craziness and, and doing law school while also doing actively doing a running a whole podcast. Um, I mean goes yeah. to us both. Ditto, ditto running a I mean, you know, still being in school. Still being an athlete, playing yeah, still being an athlete. Well not anymore, but um yeah. being the head coach of a tournament team, um like having literally a full-time plus job thank you for being patient um and uh, i love you and i could not have done anything without you ever no because i'm i just got goosebumps i know i we always say this and i know that i said it at your graduation dinner but thank god for covid because (laughs) i would not have met one of my very best friends and my 
as um, the office ladies would say, boss lady, business partner, and that's you. Oh, well, this got sentimental. God. Anyway, before either of us start crying on air, um, on air, dead, um, first, we have a couple things that we want to run through. What do you think was your favorite episode we have produced so far? Um, I really enjoy our interview podcast and not just because it's a lot less work, um, but I just enjoy like hearing other people talk like and I know I like to hear myself speak and this sucks because I think that my favorite episode we have recorded so far is the one that comes out today or not today, but the one that is going to be following this introduction. Um, and I'm not going to say who it is yet because I want to wait until we're done, but, um, it was super fun to interview this person. And, um, but other than that, I think I really enjoyed our like series of the NCAA tournament. I really enjoyed like recapping those games and like kind of talking through the actual statistics of things and whatever. Um, Cause I feel like we've just kind of been like talking about lacrosse as a general topic. And I felt like that was like kind of getting into the nitty gritties and I gritties, the nitty gritty. And I really um, enjoyed that. How about you? Yeah, honestly, I also really enjoy our interview episodes because I like to hear other people's lacrosse stories and while I think okay obviously the one that is following this spoiler alert it's an interview um is probably one of my most favorite episodes we've ever done and I also really enjoyed our ghosts of teammates past episodes that one was really cute yeah just to talk about this yeah I mean who doesn't love to reminisce I really enjoyed our episode 17 the spotlight Mm -hmm. because we both talked about players that um haven't really got mentioned a ton and I liked to I liked doing my research deciding on who I wanted to talk about because I think it exposed me to a lot of other lacrosse players that I might otherwise not have heard about right yeah. yeah. I mean, we're literally at 30 episodes and I already forget every single one of them. So I don't know what's going to happen when we have more. <laughs> Cause you said the spotlight and I was like, what did we talk about in that one? And then I was like, Oh yeah, I loved that one. That's so funny. Um, yeah. So also you guys know we have an ad for anchor, but another reason this is not part of the ad, but another reason I do like anchor is because it provides statistics for you. So not only can I see Uh, where the podcast is being listened from. It also gives me numbers on how many plays each episode has, what the most popular episodes are, where the podcast is being played from, et cetera, et cetera. And so we're just going to read some of those off to tell you and share with you where we are at a year after starting this journey. So the top five episodes, and I will go from five to one, is episode, the Number five top played episode is episode 23, Don't Play Like a Freshman, featuring Haley O'Hanlon. The fourth most played episode is It's Always Better to Look Like an Idiot on Purpose, which is episode 18 and features Luke Palladino, another interview episode. The third most played episode is episode two, The Electric Charlotte North, which I am sure that if you can figure out that two plus two equals four, you can figure out what that episode is about. Um, That was, it's really exciting that that is um, 
I mean, obviously we all love Charlotte North, so it's pretty cool. Maybe one day she'll listen to that um, and reply to my DMs. <laughs> one day. <laughs> one day. Um, okay. Um, oh, I. this is exciting. I didn't actually even realize this when I said that it was my favorite, but the second most played episode is episode 17, The Spotlight, which is um, where Ash and I we actually highlight, um, well, Ash talks about Megan Taylor and I talk about Sandra Dickey. Um, some two players that don't get the spotlight a ton at the national level. And the number one most played episode is episode one, who are the chicks, which is pretty exciting. Um, hopefully that is, has been like a good, um, hook for everyone. And I guess, you know, we're here a year later. So it was a very good hook for everyone at the very beginning. So most of our listeners come from Spotify at about 48%. Um, Apple podcast is 43%. Um, from a web browser is 5%. And then the other category is only 4%. Um, so I think that's like, I think the other streaming platform we're on is RSS radio or RSS. I think it's called RSS radio, but then we're also on anchor as well. So I don't know how many people listen on that, but you can actually listen to the podcast on the anchor platform as well. So I think that's included in there. I wonder if the the radio honestly might be my dad. I know we have, he has Apple music, but mm-hmm. I don't know if he, I don't, whatever. doesn't matter. Irrelevant. Continuing on with our audience review, um, 2% of our audience is zero to 17 years old. 40% of our audience is 18 to 22, which is the majority of our audience. 35% of our audience is 23 to 27. Which is Delaney. Hey. (laughs) Just saying. It is. You're in the 23 to 27, Jake. 27 age bracket. No, but I don't make up 35%. Um, 10% of our listeners are 28 to 34. Not me yet. (laughs) Clarify. And not me yet later. (laughs) Uh, 2% of our audience is 35 to 44. And 10% of our audience is 45 to 59. We don't have anyone 60 and over, which means my grandparents still have not figured out how to work streaming services, which, you know, we'll get there someday. Oh my gosh. That's funny. I thought they, I thought that they like used to listen. I forgot that whatever. And I thought that maybe they used to listen. I thought you were going to say, which means my grandparents have stopped listening. (laughs) Wait, well, I, maybe they. I don't know, because I thought they did listen too. So maybe they did. Maybe stop. your parents played it for them or something. Maybe. Well, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as usual, most of our fem- listeners are female. So whatever. Um, <laughs> we actually have. I mean, we are a women's. We, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, we actually obviously have the most listeners in the U.S. Um as Delaney has so nicely written on here, duh. Um, we, but we also have listeners in Germany, Italy, United Kingdom, Canada, Portugal, Colombia, Bulgaria, and Ireland. Heck yeah, Ireland represent. Um, I was gonna. I literally was about to say I'm from Ireland. Um, I no. am Irish. I am not from Ireland, unfortunately. Um, but that's super cool. I would love to hear from people who um, listen 
way away. I want to know who you are. Yeah. That would be so cool. Um, oh, yeah. I, I just would ask. So, like, please, I'm, I'm not begging you, but I'm I, really, really nicely, and I will not be opposed to begging. Give us a shout out. Can you please, stop, will... please. <laughs> please stop. Okay. Um, yeah. I have what? Hmm? what were you going to say? I said I have some dignity. Okay. If you say so. Um, we, yeah. So that was our listener recap. We are so thankful for all of you. And we're so happy that we've branched out even just a little bit. And we're so happy to be on this ride with you. Absolutely. Um, please just, I mean, we love, like Astra said, we love the support, continue listening. Um, I hope, I mean, like shout us out, contact us, you know, we love to, we love to hear from you all. Um, and yeah, just like check that Instagram for updates on, on merch and what's coming up, maybe some giveaways. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I didn't say it in the interview, so I'll just say it now. If you live under a rock and for some reason found us on Spotify instead of on Instagram or whatever. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, chicks with six podcasts. You can also email us chicks with six podcast at gmail.com. And in our Instagram bio, we have a link to our link tree that you can find um, where our podcast is streaming as well as soon to be our new merch. Yes. Without further ado, I would like to introduce everyone to Sydney Watson. She is a 2022 graduate of the University of Connecticut. She is from Prince Frederick, Maryland and went to Calvert High School. In 2022, she was an IWLCA second team All-American. She was um, US Lacrosse Magazine's first team All-American. She was inside lacrosse All-American third team. IWLCA all Northeast region first team, the big East midfielder of the year, all big East first team. She was a Torton. She was on the Torton award watch list. And in her 2022 season, she recorded 58 goals, 23 assists, 21 ground balls, 15 caused turnovers and 166 draw controls. She also has played for Team USA and is now playing for Athletes Unlimited. So please enjoy the interview. We are super, super excited to have her on. Um, she was super fun to talk to, super down to earth, so wholesome, such a such a sweetheart. Um, she's super funny and we just had an awesome time talking to her. It felt like talking to someone I've known for a long time. Yes. And um, it was it was awesome. It's probably my favorite interview yet. I completely agree. Um, this is like a really big milestone for Ash and I because it is, I think, like the first lacrosse player that we haven't known personally that we have actually had on the podcast. And we are just so thankful that she agreed to come on. And like Ash said, she was a fantastic interviewee. And yeah, that's about it. So enjoy the convo. Well, hello and welcome to Chicks with Sticks. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Um, for the listeners and I guess for you guys too, um, my name is Sydney Watson. Um, I played lacrosse at UConn from 2018 to 2022. 
Um, I was number 11 while I played there. Um, I'm from Southern Maryland, so a little bit away from Connecticut. Um, but yeah, it's a little bit about me. It's so, so great to have you. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't know why you would know this, but Delaney was number 11. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But what a perfect voice. I, I, <laughs> I think I told it before on the podcast, but I was like, first started out playing lacrosse I was in first grade and some kid before me took number one and I said no I'll take double one and that was it for the rest of the time that's funny so. I actually had never been number 11 until I got here I was always number five or like oh. any any number that had to do with the number five um I wasn't really sure if it was because I was born on the fifth or anything uh. but I always tried to get five um but 11 seemed like a really cool number I mean my dad was no my yeah my dad was born on the 11th so I mean I guess it also ha- still has some relevance <laughs> yeah that's nice. cool that's cute I like yeah. that no dad it's not just because I couldn't get five it's right that's you honoring him and all yeah. his support throughout yeah. his exactly <laughs> yeah so why don't you just start off by telling us how you came to be a lacrosse player when you started playing and all that. Yeah. Um, when I was younger, I started playing lacrosse when I was six. Um, I started out playing soccer and basketball first. Um, I was one of those kids that just wanted to try to play any and all sports, go to like all the camps to try to learn about them. Um, but a friend of mine's mom coached a lacrosse, like a youth lacrosse team here. Um, and lacrosse wasn't very big, um, especially even through high school down here. Um, but I started playing and I loved the speed, the hand-eye coordination. Um, I loved running. So being able to show like speed and endurance was definitely a lot of fun for me then. Um, obviously, it gets a lot harder playing midfield as you get older. Um, fun fact, I actually tried to convince UConn to let me play defense all throughout college because I was like, no, thank you to midfield anymore. Um, that didn't work out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I played all through high school. Um, and I played on a travel team called the Southern Maryland Jets. We wear, wore bright pink, um, that had us standing out in tournaments. Um, but yeah, and UConn actually saw me at a camp that I went to down here called Maximum, Maximum Exposure. Um, and that was one of the camps that had like a ton of different coaches. Um, but I talked to them, visited the campus um, and just fell in love with it right away. And I was one of the kids that wanted to get the recruiting process out of the way as soon as possible. I did not want to deal with the stress and everything like that. So I ended up committing extremely early. It was like February of my sophomore year in high school back to before they changed the rule um, of September 1st. But yeah, so I got that out of the way super, super quick. Um, and then, yeah, I ended up in UConn. Um, a little bit about what I was studying at UConn. I actually changed that like five times. <laughs> I never really decided what I wanted to do until the end of my sophomore year. Um, I decided to do an individualized major um, for crime and justice, which is like UConn doesn't have a major of crime and justice. So when you apply to do an individualized major, you can pretty much create a major yourself. You 
choose what classes you need to take before you graduate, um, how many credits and everything like that, which was a really grueling process, but it turned out to work perfectly. Um, so I finished that. And then when I decided to do my fifth year at UConn, um, instead of graduating in 2021, I decided to extend my undergrad um, and adding human development and family studies as a second major and psychology as a minor. So a lot of, it's a mouthful of school, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it worked out. Um, finally graduated, finally done with school. That took a very long time, <laughs> um, but luckily to have had um, lacrosse and all my teammates and coaches there for me while I did all that. Yeah. Wow. That's I've never heard of that before. Like the individualized major thing. That's super cool. Is that like a, I mean, is that like a big school thing? (laughs) I'm actually not even sure because I didn't even know about it until like the end of my sophomore year because you have to take classes in order to continue it. Okay. Uh, But yeah, it's an awesome thing that UConn has. I don't even know however many, how many other schools have that, but yeah, it's pretty awesome. I mean, other people are doing like design and fashion or like global health, stuff like that. But yeah, Mm -hmm. it's really broad and really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, What I was just going to say, what do you plan to do with that in the future? I want to be a profiler in the FBI or just in the FBI in general. Um, Hell yeah. yeah. (laughs) So big fan of criminal minds. Yes. (laughs) Love criminal minds. Question. Do you happen to look, we both listen to this. um, That's why we drank. I've never heard of that. Oh, if you like true crime podcasts, that is our favorite. So I'm going to have to get into that. Do you listen to podcasts? I do sometimes yeah. like if I'm going on long drives or like right, exercising, right. like walks and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know too much about them. That's the issue. That's so that's, I used to go to school in New Hampshire. So that's how, and I'm from Pennsylvania and I, that's how I got into podcasts. Like, because listening to music, I was like, I'm either going to fall asleep or I'm like so bored and it's taking so long. And the first podcast I ever listened to was, um, the bar barstool podcast, call her daddy. And <laughs> um but then I realized that they have crime ones and like I was always a big fan of like criminal minds NCIS like law and order SVU stuff like that and then I found out that they had true crime ones and I was like this is insane it's like (laughs) it's like that show except just for your ears and I can while I'm driving um so then I just started listening to those all the time and it's I not that I barely listen to music, but I frequently <laughs> listen to podcasts, like especially when I'm like going on bike rides or going on walks, stuff yeah. like that. Have you guys heard of Up and Vanished? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's the one. Hey, that's Lindsay. the first one I listen to. Yes. I love, I love him. Yeah. It's so good. Um, he also he also did this one. Do you watch The Office? No. Okay. He did this one. It's called Radio Rental, and it's like people. Like it's Payne Lindsay produced it, the one who produced Up and Vanished. And mm-hmm. it's um this guy, the guy who plays Dwight from The Office. Um, and he like narrates it and he like plays like a like a crazy like video rental store owner. And then it's like people reading their own like close encounter, like horror stories. And it's like really good. It's really good. But I love, I love Payne Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to look into all these. Yes. <laughs> yes. I I don't know. I'm a big podcast person and especially true crime ones, but I also yeah. listen to like funny ones every once in a while because I, because I sometimes I get paranoid, but literally, I, yeah, I like Ash. I started off by listening to call her daddy by Barstool. And then I just 
very much quickly grew out of that <laughs> in my life. I, was, I yeah, really right. just, I hate it, honestly. <laughs> it's, awful. <laughs> it's awful. Her voice, sorry, Alex Cooper, but her voice pierces my ears. <laughs> I know. And it, and it was like a little bit, it was like a little bit better when Sophia left because she had like that like valley girl accent. Oh. Like, oh my gosh, it was so bad. She was like, uh, yeah, like totally. And I was like, Oh, I can't like you make me explode. It makes you mad, right? When you hear it, you're like, "Why?" Yes. Yes. <laughs> and like, be like, "Just can't take anything you're saying seriously." Yeah, I'm, I'm literally gonna be like, "I'm begging either of you to have one intelligible thought." Like, <laughs> it's not gonna happen. No, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. So then, like, I okay. So we went to when Ash transferred from her. New England neck, New England college. She ended up coming to Wilkes, which is where we met, but um, she got me into, and that's why we drank. But I also, I was a poli sci major and I'm now in law school. So I was, I listened to the daily literally every morning. And so <laughs> I know like stereotypical, <laughs> I can't help it. Um, but yeah. And then we were just both kind of like, oh my God. Well, we think we're really funny. Um <laughs> like wouldn't it be so funny if we had our own podcast we're like we should do it we should do it we should do it and I so I I also took a fifth year and before I was like getting ready to leave because she was technically in the grade below me she was like we were just brainstorming and then she was like no we should actually do the podcast and I was like but what would we do it on and then I was like we're dumb (laughs) on the cross (laughs) Because we like we literally we were like, well, everybody has a true crime podcast. Like, what are we gonna talk about? And then I was like, mm, there's like maybe one podcast about lacrosse, and it's yeah. probably about men's. So, I- yep, and yeah. we were correct. So. Yeah, it's still, still accurate. Yeah, yeah. So here we are, like a year later, and here you amazing. Yeah. Um, I don't even know how we went down that rabbit hole. And this is why this is why the 40 minutes never works. <laughs> especially, especially because I mean, so some of the people we've interviewed are people that we like know. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the end, like when we get like bored, we're just start bitching about people that we know. And then I'm like, <laughs> okay, literally pause the recording, cut this all out because I cannot <laughs> post this on the internet. Yeah. Um, so maybe that'll be different this time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, so that it gets pretty funny. Um, but yeah, okay. So, podcast. So I was just gonna say, what was the what was the age you said you started playing lacrosse? Six. Oh, six. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And so you said you played soccer and basketball as well. Yes, and then um, I also ran track and field and did all those types of activities. I was very very. Yeah, not really, I was gonna say. You had you had me until you said track and field. I was oh. soccer. I was basketball. I was all those kinds of things. Um, <laughs> but I'm a goalie, so track and field, mm, not my thing. <laughs> yeah, oh, maybe yeah, track, tough, tough time. What what events did you run? Um, pretty much any and all of them. My main event was unfortunately the 400. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> yeah, the worst one. The worst one. They tried because I did I did track and field at one point too. I also ran cross country in the fall when I was in high school. Um, but they tried to get me to do 400 hurdles once and I was like, mm. no. Mm-mm. You could not pay me money to do that. Sorry, no. <laughs> when I ran when I ran track and field when I was really young, I did like what they called the pentathlon. I don't even know if oh. they still do stuff like that, but I had to do like the little like 100 meter hurdles and 
I don't know how old I was. I had to have been like 13, was running them, fell. I said, mm, never again, ever, yeah. ever. Absolutely I, not. The track was red and part of my uniform was white, had the red lines. I was like, mm-mm. Nope. Oh my God, no. Oh God. Because, like, I feel like running is enough. Why do you have to also <laughs> jump? Exactly, yeah, I, I, I don't know. who came up with that (laughs) probably a man yeah yeah Yeah, probably true true that's funny so at what point in your life were you like well when did you start playing travel and when did you decide that you it was lacrosse that you wanted to play in college for sure and how did you come to that conclusion I don't think I started playing travel until like freshman in high school oh wow that's a quick turnaround yeah yeah. And I think it was about right around then when I decided I wanted to play, cause I was always going back and forth between lacrosse and soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I, I figured out that soccer is so much more popular and lacrosse just hasn't grown much at this point. So I was like, I'll just do the lesser, like the less popular of the two and like try it out. Um, but yeah, I, I very quick turnaround. <laughs> very fast it it was stressful times but I was like I need to commit to a school I need to stop thinking about all of the ifs ands or buts and just do it and thank god it turned out uh all right (laughs) as if it hadn't I don't even know yeah so but like as soon as as soon as you started playing travel like freshman year or high school you were like I'm definitely I definitely want to play this in college Yeah, yeah yeah more people started playing. It started becoming more popular. The speed of the game got faster. And I just enjoyed all of that at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it's strange because in high school, my freshman year, I actually played defense, but in travel, I still played midfield. So then high school, they were like, oh, we'll put you in midfield. I'm like, wow, this rabbit hole got deep. That's really, really not what I wanted. <laughs> uh, no. But, oh, that's funny. Yeah. Ended yeah. up there and it worked out. So. I guess it's okay. As soon as your coaches find out you can run, it's over. <laughs> oh yeah. Once they figure out, like at that point, I probably enjoyed running. So they were like, oh, haha, you can run up and down the field. No biggie. I'm like, yeah, sure. Now that I, okay. I never, I, I probably never would have understood that, but now that I'm literally a travel coach, like the girls on my team, like run fast once when they're on attack. And I'm like, oh, you want to play midfield? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Like <laughs> and if you catch them when they're young enough they're like yeah yeah, yeah run yeah. because it's like an honor they're like yeah. it's like the we? biggest honor to be bestowed upon <laughs> me to run on both sides of the field oh my gosh yes mm-hmm. and I'm like oh yeah that's right that's right you go yeah yes girl oh my yeah so uh, what oh, are yeah. your I was going to say, what was, what was the recruiting process like for you? Like what other schools were you looking at? What were you interested in? What made you kind of stand out to you? You know, honestly, at that point, I didn't even know what interested me. I didn't know where I wanted to go. I just know I wanted to stay on the East coast. Um, and I wanted to be not necessarily out of Maryland, but far enough away from home that it's not like I'm knocking on the door. Um, so at first it was schools like I mean, I know I talked to Stanford for like five seconds, but I was like, this is way too far away. Um, UConn, Dartmouth, Drexel after I committed to UConn. So it was like 
at that point, my name hadn't even gotten out, but I was like, I don't want to do it anymore anyway. Mm-hmm. But luckily, luckily going to UConn, like I love the cold. That's a fun fact. So Connecticut was perfect. <laughs> um, the campus was like a perfect in between of a little bit of like, it wasn't city at all, but like the suburban feel, it was big. I wanted to go to a big school. And they had a lot of options for school, even though at that point I didn't even know what I wanted to do, um, but I, the options were open. Um, and UConn just seemed like they were growing. Um, obviously now that I've graduated, we have an entire new facility. So everything's been upgraded since I've been there, um, but it seemed awesome. And as cliche as it sounds like everyone was a family, the coaches supported us like no other. Um, and in in or out of lacrosse they were just there for us and the team was super close and it was just a fun atmosphere to be in and grow in as a player and a person so that was really enjoyable for me i love that you're you're advertising for them right now (laughs) yeah i was gonna say a lot of people don't get that lucky that's awesome i'm so glad i can't like you mentioned how um you obviously you're recruited young i mean at 17, I was having an existential crisis about picking one place and picking one thing that I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So I cannot even imagine being a sophomore, like 15, not even able to drive yet and having to make that decision. And I, I get it. I couldn't, I don't think I could have. (laughs) Yeah. And that's why I think it was such a good idea for NCAA to like do the September 1st and make students wait because the fact that they started to have people in eighth grade committing somewhere like in four years, who knows if you're even going to feel the same way as you do right now. <laughs> like, Don't don't force yourself to make that decision. And then they had the idea in kids minds that, oh, there's not going to be room for you if you wait. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. what? Yeah, there will. Or there's going to be new opportunities, better opportunities. Don't watch right. it. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen in your life in those four. Like they're just such powerful years of your life like you can it's in eighth grade like that is (laughs) it's just no third and you can't do that and it's just like society already puts enough pressure on kids to make so many decisions that impact the rest of their life so young they do not need to be doing that too and like for these coaches who were doing that like um hello that kid could have like two acl injuries by their senior year and then you have like and then they're like, you're useless. I don't want you anymore. Yeah. Like, and then you've screwed up that kid's entire life. So it's just like, come on. Uh, insane. And it's also like middle school. I still feel like you can be testing out new sports. Like when I was in middle school, I wanted to try volleyball for fun and who knows, yeah. maybe I would have loved it or something. Right. right. I committed somewhere for lacrosse. Like I, who knows? Yeah. That's not, I, I agree. I completely unfair. Yeah. Do you know, do you remember when they made that rule, the September 1st rule? Like what year? Let's Google it. Yeah, I was gonna say had to have been like 2018 or something. Okay, that's okay. That 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 like makes that makes sense because I used to go to um, I used to go to the like they would have like three day, four day maybe camps at Penn State, and I would go there for like goalie, um, goalie camps and stuff. And I remember like they would have um, like we would do, they did like a, it was a great, it was a great camp, but they would have like, we would do like a, a talent show at the end. 
and you would like we would there would always be like a group of the commits and then like the recruits and then the like pre-recruits and it was like commits were like you know high school older high school and then recruits were like middle school to early high school and then the pre-recruits were like their younger siblings that were in like seventh grade and I was no. like these are literally children like no. they don't even they can't even work they don't have like, a work permit they don't they probably haven't even gone through puberty like what's happening right now that's actually they're like four yeah <laughs> totally. I'm like well look at a look at the legs on her she's gonna <laughs> play on my team like what yeah. on earth have you ever heard, heard that TikTok sound it's like what are we gonna do with him yeah no Mike literally yes but you were right it was uh 2018 for our listeners that don't know um on Wednesday April 25th of 2018 all D1 sports except for football and basketball um all the I know all of the recruits um were now able to start talking or taking official visits and actually I think technically like start the recruitment process September 1st of their junior year of high school so it put a stop to right uh, like you could you can reach you can still like reach out to a coach and be like hey I'm gonna be at this tournament but they can't like you know have a conversation with you yeah and they could always have talked through like your travel coach and right, stuff like that, right. right? Yeah. yeah yes no direct contact which is smart very I do, very I, do. I think when I was in high school I was like this is dumb but I think now that I'm looking yeah. at it, I'm like that. It makes a lot of sense. And Same. I, I mean, I got to the point where I was like, "Oh, that sucks for them. They have to wait till their junior year to like decide." Right. Not, like, I can't imagine going back to where I was and deciding as like you said, like 15, however old I was as a sophomore. Like, yeah. I yeah, and I feel like I mean, obviously, like the younger you are, the more easily like manipulated you are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I now that I think about it, I'm like, that's kind of crazy how long it took them to figure that out. <laughs> like you're worried about your homework. And they're like, if you come here, you will be successful. Imagine no more. You'll start every day. <laughs> yeah. Me? Uh, yeah. It was this might be a little bit bad, but it was like athletic grooming is yeah. really what it was. No, because literally and, yes. that's yeah. exactly what it is. Sorry, but it's true. <laughs> oh man, it's for the best, for the best. <laughs> I agree. Oh. Um. Okay. So what? Like, what was your favorite part about playing at UConn? What was it like playing at UConn? Yeah. Um. I would say my favorite part was the people, like the teammates. I mean, everyone pushed each other to be their best. Like, if you weren't having your best day, it was all about support or talking each other through the hard times. I mean, for me personally, this past year, my my fifth year, I was having a lot of like mental health struggles. I guess it was just from playing for so long and stuff like that. And my teammates and coaches were able to step up and like be there for me no matter what, like whatever I needed, like whatever, that's the point, like whatever anyone needs, like someone's going to be there to help you or they're going to lead you in the right direction of someone who's able to help you. So, I mean, my favorite part would have to be that because I, no way I would be where I am and like in a healthy mindset, like healthy in general or like still enjoying the sport without those people who are able to, um, support me through all those ups and downs which was <sighs> truly ups and downs <laughs> um I would say some favorite memories would probably be beating finally beating UMass 
my senior year um, in overtime. Such an amazing day. Um, and then probably going to the NCAA tournament the past two years, which even if we didn't make it past the first game, the experience of going there is something that all athletes should be able to um, get to do. So high hopes for all you young and current athletes. Work hard and get there. It's fun. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, especially the, I mean, obviously right now, uh, mental health is finally being brought to the eyes of the public, especially in the um, athletic world, especially in the NCAA. And I think that's huge. And I think it's like the September 1st rule. I think it's disgusting that it's taken this long. Um, and that I'm so happy that you had such a great experience at UConn because I feel like I really do feel like it's rare. Yeah, I definitely agree. And especially doing it for five years, you would expect like no, I hated this part, this part, this part. But right. I mean, if you choose to surround yourself with people who have similar goals, similar mindsets um, as you do, and same with coaching staffs, like if you truly feel like they believe in you and they're like, they're able to support you. I mean, it's a great feeling to have no matter how long you play for a team. Um, so I think, I think people should always look for the individuals who you'll be with hours and hours a day um playing a sport or doing anything um I think it's something that's overlooked a lot I feel like a lot of young athletes maybe look at the records or the facilities or outside standpoints that could always be changing um but the thing that probably won't change are the people you're around so you got to think about it in the long haul not just the short term yeah, I completely agree. We've said it before on here, but you can see team chemistry on the field. I think if you talk to any player, any coach, that is something that they can say without a doubt. Um, I'm curious. I mean, obviously, like team morale and the community that you're with, like builds the program. What do you think it was? I mean, besides the coaching staff and just like how they went about coaching and forming a team. What are some things that you all did as a team, like that you think made you all a lot closer? Because you're spending, I mean, we all know you're you're spending copious amounts of time yeah. with these people. And it's like they are your family. And sometimes, I mean, girls can fight. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Sisters. So what are some things that you, your teammates, and your coaches did to make sure that like no matter what, at the end of the day, like we're a team, we're a family, like you have to move past those things. And what do you think helped? So of course, like all teams, we'd have the team bondings, um, <clears throat> but we'd also have like a 24 hour rule, for example. Um, if, for example, myself and a teammate had an issue, whether it was in lacrosse, outside of lacrosse, um, in a practice or whatever, we'd have 24 hours to either address it or move past it and get over it. Um, our coach, like, like you just said, you're with each other four days at a time and there isn't time to hold on to issues that in the end most likely won't matter anyway. Um, so we had that and then we'd have um, what we called Husky Buds. So you get paired with, it's changed over the years between two and three other teammates and one specific coach. Um, and you'd meet weekly talking about how you feel with lacrosse, outside of lacrosse, um, with school, 
um, and just anything you want to talk about with a smaller group of people that you may not feel as comfortable talking to a team of 34 about. Um, so I think those small things were extremely, extremely helpful for the team as a whole. Um, and then just talking to the coaches one-on-one, -on -one, talking to captains or other players that you may be closest with or have an impact on um, is also really helpful. Like the seniors and the captains would always make sure they're talking to freshmen and sophomores like constantly to make sure they feel comfortable and make sure they're like if they need any help with anything and just the small things, um, the inclusion purposes, like it, it kept us together and helped us want to hang out outside of lacrosse. I mean, you have some teams that may not want to hang out outside of lacrosse, but our team definitely enjoyed that most. I really like that. I've never, I mean, the 24 hour rule, not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> And, I, I think yeah. our head was going the same place. Yeah. I know, like, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I would hope that I would just <laughs> yeah. and then and then just like completely opposite direction. But I really, really like that. I think that's such a good idea. Um, I mean, not only on a sports team, but in life and yeah, for sure. Um, and then we had like when um Ash, I don't know if we did it when you were. No, I think we did. We had like smaller groups, but it was more like school accountability. Yeah, group. it was more like I, major based. Yeah, but I really like just like, I don't want to say like therapy meetings, but I like, mean, yeah, it partially it was, was like, yeah, yeah, you they made sure you were split up between class. So it wasn't like three seniors in one group together, but right. So yeah, it'd be evenly distributed. And I mean, obviously the older you are, the more likely you're, it's going to be like a therapy session. Cause you've been there for a while. And like right. the freshmen are more talking about like how they feel with lacrosse or with the team and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's a chance also for the younger guys to hear about what the older guys are thinking and stuff like that. So just like, yeah, a smaller group, just to be able to talk about literally whatever you want every week. So. Right. And especially if you're like different classes and stuff, I think that that probably brings your whole team closer in general. Yeah. Because you're, you, you're, it's easier to see someone struggle when you've like heard about it on a more personal level and you're like, okay, well, you know, they had a bad, bad practice, but like they also have this going on in their life. So let's like, you know, cut them some slack. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's awesome. great. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a really great idea. And I also really like the 24 hour rule. I think that's smart. Like Delaney said, it, literally in life, if you yeah. can't fix it in 24 hours, it's done. Like, and if it's that important, then fix it in 24 hours. If you know you won't care about it in 24 hours, then just let it go. Let it go. Yes. I think that's, that's amazing. Yeah. That's great. Thank you guys so much for listening to our first part of our interview with Sydney Watson. We enjoyed it. We had so much fun. I hope you guys are pumped for the last part. It'll come out on July 14th. Um, after that, we'll be back to our regular Thursday every other week posting. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for listening for one whole year. Um, we couldn't have done it without you. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Chicks with Sticks Podcast, or you can email us, chickswithstickspodcast at gmail.com. Um, enjoy, and as always, we will catch you on the flip side. Bye.